He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going to be silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Before a great keeper now. About to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hello and welcome to week 65 of the Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. I'm Barry O'Hanrahan and this week I'm joined by Will Griffith. Hey Will. Hey Barry, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, James unfortunately can't be with us uh, today. He's uh, super busy in work this week. And uh, For anyone looking to get in touch with us, we can be reached on a goodtalkspoiled at gmail.com and we're on Twitter at podcastgts. So give us a follow, send us some tweets, ideas, stuff you want to want us to talk about or try to talk about or waffle our way through I think in fact James is actually practicing his putting at the moment with his new with weapon his new dong putter or yeah. whatever what was it a oh, sledge mallet hammer there's not, not <laughs> enough names in there there's seven different names yeah, for the putter I don't know it's like a two ball wind mallet oh that sounds about right I think so yeah, yeah he brought it to, he brought it down one of the days it was actually looked ridiculous it is it's love, an amazing lovely putter yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah hopefully this time he won't have any excuses well he has none now actually his putting stats for the first four rounds he played with it were getting like better every round so great so, and with the greens coming back as well I'm just expecting him to be automatic like speed oh I'm so excited about the greens coming back yeah 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 there, a little bit of lots of rain actually oh, so much but, rain over the last yeah, while we two of us we were going to play in the uh, top golfer it's a, a tour for single figure golfers around Ireland so they have junior scratch events and senior scratch events um, we were supposed to have a junior scratch event in Glanville Downs on Sunday and it rained all Saturday night and thundered down on Sunday morning and the course was closed first thing Sunday morning they had to cancel or postpone the event to yeah. a later date 28 hours of straight rain yeah it was horrendous now I did go out and I did play on Sunday but there was no competition there was no nothing mm. um, and the the course was actually in great condition bar the fact that obviously with that much rain it can't be protected you know the there was issues with regards to the you know drainage which is to be expected you know the kind of way yeah, yeah we, but we still got out to play 27 holes which is great yeah the, the giant size course size umbrellas just don't uh, they're, not, they're not feasible these days no no, no can't buy those things I'm waiting for that dome <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and then they put in fake wind yeah <laughs> So with that, that crushed me. I haven't golfed since last Tuesday, so I'm itching for a game. This is probably the longest I've been without a game of golf in God knows how long. So I think I might nip out tomorrow afternoon after work for a few holes. Hopefully the sun comes out. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, one of our first majors of the year on, oh, on Saturday, Saturday the, the President's Prize. Yeah. So the strokes, I think I'm out at like 7.56 a.m. I'm out very early as well. But nice. Hopefully the wind will lay down for us and you know the greens will be fresh and rolling well. This should be close enough to being back from their holocoring. So yeah. really looking forward to that. Well, we're back now. Like this is coming into now ser- like serious competition times mm. where you've got, like as you know, being on the, like we're both on the squad for the Metropolitan Cup, which is like the kind of minimum nine handicap. And like we had our first match there against Nace like a week and a half ago and we were very fortunate considering we were playing officially away which means that the other team has five home matches and we have four mm. home matches and you have to win uh, five at least to get through and um, beat Nace which was great and now we have to play Lucan um, in the second round which is on next Thursday mm. so we might actually have a podcast in between that 
Oh, we will, yeah. yeah we'll have one more so we can actually, you know, we'll discuss more at that stage. A review of this, uh, the fifth major, inverted commas. Like, I don't know what, just, there's four majors, guys. Don't call it the fifth major. Like, it is, it is, it is just, it's a really big event. It's not, it's not a major. And we think we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's lots of golf coming up over the next while. Once the weather plays its, its part and is, is nice to us. We'll hopefully be doing a lot like you know yeah I think the weather's supposed to get a little bit warmer next week so fingers crossed and that comes with some uh, a nice dry spell of maybe what, 12 to 16 weeks it'd be lovely it'd be beautiful but yeah. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers here you don't obviously <laughs> see that yeah, yeah. <laughs> typical Irish reaction to the weather um, we'll jump into a little speaking of James's putter um, a little bit of an equipment corner uh, I am going to be part of the putter seeding program so Antonio wow. is actually sending out one of his putters on a little tour around the world so people who are interested they get to use it for a week or two and then post it on to the next guy cool so um, I'm going to get that at some stage it'll be nice to test it out you know, it's what good. kind of putter is it? he's sending out the Panther model which is the one I actually want of all Sex four. Panther yeah, no, that's yeah. the aftershave. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. aftershave. Yeah. Make sixty percent of your puts. Yeah, every, yeah, every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm really looking forward to that, and hopefully then I get what. If that goes well, I will get one of my own. And great. Um, yeah, it's 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 actually a work of art. More, I'd be afraid to use it. It looks so good, but um, that's a great thing to be able to do. Be nice, yeah. So there was some made some serious pieces of equipment last week in uh, the match play. Rory McIlroy's driver. Uh, I'm sure everybody saw Pro Tracer and the way he was just launching monsters down the middle of the fairway. So uh, for anybody who's interested in having a look, that was the Nike Vapor Pro. Um, very few people will get the same shaft as Rory because he swings it so fast and powerful. For anyone who's interested, though, it's a Mitsubishi Rayon Diamana Blue Stiff Plus 70 TX shaft, and it's eight and a half degrees. So I don't know what any of that means, but it works really well for Rory, and he's obviously been very um, precisely custom fit by the guys at Nike. But you know the funny thing about that, and this is what I find amazing about golf and watching it on TV, is that McElroy's swing, it doesn't even look that fast. Yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful town. Oh, it's just an amazing thing to look at. Like, yeah. you know, I understand the 8.5, obviously, because I, that's pretty much what I play with. Mm. Um, but he, you know, he has such a beautiful swing that he just gets such, you know, 8.5 means that it should be going low trajectory out, whereas he just hits the ball so high. Yeah, he hits up on it. Like, yeah, he the way comes he right up on it. Yeah. yeah, it's a, a swing we'd all love to have. Um, Gary Woodman's similar swing. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. Yeah. Very similar stature. Yes, yeah, and you're yeah. Irish as well. Yes, so, yeah. yes. Uh, two things in common with Rory. Then <laughs> 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 you go to the courthouse and change your name to Rory next week. I thought it'd be amazing. Uh, Rory Griffith. Yeah, Gary Woodland <laughs> had the Callaway XOR driver, and for the most part, all week he drove the ball wonderfully well, bombing it out there. He had a few shaky holes at it, which kind of help tilt the match in Rory's favour you know in the final on Sunday but like as a, as we had spoken about just like before we went on air like one thing I noticed was the fact that he, he seems to be like that guy mashes the ball mm. like he hits it so so far it's it's frightening you know even as far as DJ yeah JB Holmes, yeah. Holmes all those guys and, and McElroy you know but he obviously is, ta- is tinkering around with a, a bit of a power fade at the moment which he doesn't seem to have 100% control over. So there was a couple of the fading holes in the in the match play that were big setups um, from left to right. Mm. And he was just, he was pushing it out way too far. And then when he was trying to uh, 
to kind of work on that himself within the match. He was doing the, the what they so called the, the double cross. Yeah, and he came the, right across, the and he, he, then he was going all the way across the other side of the fairway. So, you know, fair play to him. We get into the final, but when he's coming up against someone like McElroy, he just wasn't really making that many mistakes. Mm. That's when you're going to get, you know, I suppose. Uh, crushed a little bit yeah. you know well he's he's been trending his form's been trending recently and you know it's good to see I'd say he's delighted to see some results you know from that trending form uh, like one if anybody hasn't seen it get on to the internet and check um, to try get the video of Gary Woodland's pro tracers for his stingers with his iron he had this two iron in play last week it was a Callaway Apex utility iron um, it's 18 degree loft, but I mean, he must have been de-lofting that to about eight degrees because the the ball took off like a bullet. And I'd say I don't think I actually got over his height. No, I mean, at a hundred yards away from him, I'd say it was still only six foot off the ground. It yeah. was phenomenal. To it was see. great. It was it really reminded me of the Tiger Woods of old when he was playing the stinger shots in Absolutely, the opens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, under the wind, all that kind of stuff. Just which is great to watch. Like, it's so, a different game to what we play. Absolutely. I mean, that, Bobby Bobby was uh, sending us loads of stuff uh, through Viber, you know, and just he was there watching it, watching the guys, and he just said, what the way these guys hit the ball and their trajectories, he said, it's just, another, it, we just couldn't comprehend it as golfers ourselves. He said, it's, he said, I may as well just give up the game. He goes, if I can hit one shot like these guys hit any of their shots, I'd be the happiest man alive. Um, yeah, just a different, different, different ball game altogether. What's that one they say? Um, the difference between an eighteen handicapper and a scratch handicap golfer is the same difference between a scratch handicap golfer and a pro. It's just it's oh, that yeah. big a chasm. Well, they say that. It, well, another one that they say is that it's easier to get from eighteen to five than it is to get from five to scratch. Mm, mm, yeah, so we, we have a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Golf is all mental. Yeah, well, nearly now, nearly, nearly at single figures. That's been my goal for like the last kind of couple of years. I nearly got there last year. I'm really close now. I think I'm nine point seven. So, just keep going now on that trajectory and hopefully make it. I remember it was uh, there was one of the guys out in the golf club, um, good guy, and I never forget a couple of years ago when I was coming down a good bit. Like I was, I got cut like I think from sixteen down to eight in in one year and. I remember just getting down to single figures and I thought this was amazing because my goal was just to get to single figures mm. or single figure and uh, I remember this guy turning around to me and he goes that's brilliant well done he said now your next goal is to stay there yeah yeah. that's <laughs> the hard part because I was teetering around 9.4 9.3 and uh, that's a danger zone it's a really danger zone especially so when it's in your mind when you're yeah. only just new to it and then fortunately enough I got cut down to 7.7 within one round yeah, yeah so I was completely safe uh, but then you know but that's the next thing is once you get to nine it's a case of staying there mm. so that's the hard part it is it is um, one final piece of equipment I saw this uh, came out in the GolfWorks email today Titleist MB the new 716 prototypes were spotted in Jimmy Walker's bag this week and they look absolutely gorgeous I think they're some of the nicest clothes in the world these Titleist blades so and they that they'll be getting into more and more players' bags as they tighten this work towards their usual kind of autumn launch date. Uh, moving on to a bit of news, um, Tiger Woods and Lindsey Vaughn have agreed to split up after two or three years together. So, um, kind of citing super hectic schedules, not being able to see each other that often, and uh, all very uh, pure, amicable in their split. Yeah, it looked very nice. Her little tweet. Yeah, it did. Or it did. Yeah. a tweet or a Facebook, her, her Facebook, Facebook post. Facebook post. And, yeah, everything. Everything seemed very um, 
cleanly orchestrated, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. You know, it's kind of one of those things you you, you kind of hope to yourself that you're never going to be in that position where something like that does become public mm. domain. You know, when your relationship shouldn't be like that, that you have to come out before everyone else gets a sniff of it, or else yeah. you're hiding something. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. Funny that Paddy Power never miss a trick. Like these guys are great. They already have a market on uh, who's ti- who's, who's going to be Tiger Woods and there's an ex girlfriend. So Ooh. there's you know Britney Spears is in there. I think Rihanna was in there. His ex wife Elon Nordgren was like the favorite at seven to one. They're Paddy Power. Paddy Power brings those like novelty markets and that got picked up over in um, the states as well. They 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 got wind of that and thought it was very funny. Gotta yeah. get a piece of that action. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the media, this this thing really caught my eye this week, um, and just kind of shows the the power and the structure the PGA Tour kind of holds. Um, the way they just kind of flex their muscles on things. So if anybody um, is on Twitter and kind of follows a lot of tw- golf twe- tweeting about golf, um, they'll be familiar with Stephanie Wee. It's kind of one of the new media uh, reporters, and she's always out on course and. You know, sending great tweets and she's very insightful. She has her own um, webpage, weunderpart.com. Uh, um, so she got a kind of a slap on the wrist there a while back for posting Instagram videos of Tiger on the range. Um, the PJ Tour has all video rights and they sell those onto the Golf Channel and to CBS, NBC, whoever's taking it on. Uh, anyway, so reporters aren't allowed to broadcast videos of the golfers. So they're protecting, the PJ Tour are protecting their rights. Now, she used the other day, uh, during one of the practice rounds for the match play, the new live broadcasting app, the live streaming app, Periscope, for Twitter. All right. So she streamed a bit of Jordan Speed's practice round, and this didn't go down well at all. So, With Jordan or with the golf? With the PGA Tour. So, okay. so she got great reaction from the internet. Everyone was like, this is brilliant. We don't get to see the stuff. Like, the golf channel just won't play practice rounds. So this is content that would never make it out otherwise. Yeah. Um, and rather than give her kind of another slap in the wrist or a two week ban or whatever they've removed her media credentials for the rest of the season so it seems a bit like the punishment doesn't fit the crime uh, but at or, the same time making an example yeah could be could be so cut it out at the beginning and just say right if you do this this is what's going to happen to you yeah I didn't know much about this until we spoke about it yeah you know, I, I, do you know what I actually this, this is how I, I'm going to embarrass myself I had actually mixed up Michelle and Stephanie. Okay. So I was kind of getting a bit confused. I was kind of going, why is Michelle Wee after being... Yeah, yeah, for doing that. For her media. I was kind of going, should she not be allowed to do whatever she wants, mm. being on the LPGA? You know, so I was a little bit confused until you explained it to me beforehand. But, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying insofar as that you watch, like you pay for your subscription to, let's say, Sky Sports or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You're paying a phenomenal amount of money per month to uh, watch golf. And I was even only talking to someone, and I think it was Sunday we were talking about it, and uh, that I think at one stage I remember watching one golf shot between two breaks. Oh, it's crazy. On Sky Sports. Yeah, yeah. It gets very frustrating, you know. You get this manipulated coverage. I mean, they 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 almost want to tell you the story that they want. You know, it's like they're writing the story. Oh, which well, the whole story over the weekend was all about. It, yeah, it wasn't even about the um, the the fight. You know, the big boxing fight. Mm. It was about McElroy. Will he or will he not make it to the fight? Yeah. it's just. And they kept on talking about it. Like, I remember your ma- the, the the Rich Beam and... Uh, oh, what's his name? The That kind of does the Sky Sports presentation. 
good guy to listen to was kind of Rob Lee, Bruce Critchley, um, Critchley, 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 yeah, yeah, Bruce Critchley, yeah. And uh, they were they were chatting away, and it was all about will he make the plane? Will he not make the plane? And I was kind of going, guys, let's concentrate on the golf. Yeah. The thing is, it's not a movie. Like you can't just script this. It's real life. It happens. Live shots happen. You know, the tournament plays out as it does. You just have to show it to the fans, and we all want to see more golf. And this was a reporter, an innovative reporter who's got, you know, got over 40,000 Twitter followers who all really enjoy her content and she was coming up with a way to give the PGA Tour more publicity, more stuff coming out. I mean, the irony of the whole thing for me is hilarious and it's really funny is that as a fan, we could go into a tournament that, say, allows phones, like Masters doesn't allow you to have your phone, but most other tournaments do. You go in, we can take a video, post it to our Twitter or Instagram, no problem. But because she's a reporter, all of a sudden she's, you know, subject to all of these other rules and bang, she can't do it. So I'm going to be, in- I'm interested to see whether they're able to ban her from going to all these tournaments because in theory she could buy a ticket as a fan, go into the tournament, video all this stuff, live broadcast all this stuff on her phone and is, by all accounts, untouchable so she's, for their she's, rules. she's not using her accreditation as a yeah. reporter to do this. She's just a fan. She's been a, she's been a Joe Soap. She could actually do so much more as a fan than she could as a reporter. Like she, obviously, she can't, can't get inside the ropes, but, you know, she seems like a pretty... Uh, Resourceful. Up in a resort, a perfect word, uh, person, and she could do quite a lot of good stuff. The, the PJ Tour would um, would do well to actually hire her because she's brilliant at publicising stuff and she's got very good ideas about how to get better golf content out to thousands of people and would be exposed to th- hundreds of thousands more if um, if she was on board with them. Oh yeah, I think so. Like you know, I've only recently just started off my own Twitter account mm. and I think I have thirty nine followers. Boom. <laughs> and like you know, you hear about someone having forty thousand and you're like, yeah. That's a long, a long way away from that. If that's something you want, you know, mm-hmm. looking away. But it, it it just goes to show you can't just set up a Twitter account. She obviously is doing something right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If she has that amount yeah. of followers because it's not as easy as being a celebrity, like actor or act, mm. you know, or golfer or whatever, where people just follow you. You have to build up your street cred. I think you can that. buy followers as well if you want. I've yeah. seen people, I've, yeah. I've actually, I think one or two of those followers are actually people trying to sell me followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think maybe <laughs> real life people, there's probably only about 12. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who wants to follow me, it's uh, Will Griffith 308. Boom. There we go. <laughs> um, Michael Campbell, uh, former US Open champion, won it in 2005 at Pinehurst, uh, beating Tiger Woods, is retiring from golf. Uh, he's had many injuries over the years, and he's kind of always been hampered, hampered any consistent play. Uh, he's going to work on his golf academy and hopefully expand it to other locations. Uh, interestingly enough, he also won the, for our, from our point of view, he won the Irish Open back in 2003, which was, I think it was the last one to take place in Port Marnock, Port Marnock yeah. the great Lynx course that is Port Marnock. Um, so yeah, he was a. It's a shame, but you know, he's always he's, a great character. Yeah, he's you know, he's a personality. He's a Kiwi, you know. He's always got a personality. He's never gonna like um, shirk shirk his words. You know, he's gonna well, say, I, say, I, say what's on. You know, what's I, on his mind. I even remember you know being a spectator down at various um, opens over the year, the Irish opens and the European opens they used to have mm. in Ireland more so than let's say the Irish opens. And he was always very good with the spectators. Like I always, I remember, and maybe he was past his, you know, he wasn't winning as many competitions at the time, but he was always willing to give an autograph or, you know, a photo or have a chat or whatever, which is always nice when you're mm. going down to these things. I know they generally try and tell you to avoid these, you know, scenarios once they've started playing. Are they the new rules that you can do all of this on the practice rounds and in the pro-ams, but then when it comes to the actual competition, you're not supposed to be asking for autographs or anything like that. Really? I think, 
I think maybe afterwards it's fine when the players finish. Oh no, when they well, yeah, but in a lot of competitions now, what they have is they have set areas for all the yeah, and yeah. then the, the competitors they because the rule. Remember the rule. Remember what happened to McElroy when he won the the competition ages ago. That this kid ran up to him, and there was a big controversy <sighs> over McElroy not signing the kids. Ju- I don't, I don't think they're allowed. No, they're not. Yeah. The first thing that they have to sign when they get off the golf course is their card, or they've officially broken the rules. Wow. Yeah. So it looked. It looked. It, it looked bad, bad because he did. was pushing him away. But the fact of the matter is, the kid shouldn't have been able to get at McElroy. Yeah, yeah. You know that kind of way. So he looked like the bad guy when, in fact, he was only following the rules. Oh, there was a big thing where all the golfers came out yeah, and, yeah. and supported McElroy, going, yeah. "That kid shouldn't have been there. Rory's not allowed to do anything except for sign his card." They have specific areas for... See, they've changed the rules over the time. I remember when I was a kid going to these things, you could just go anywhere and ask anyone mm. for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, give us your ball, give us your glove, give us your this. Now give us your driver. Case, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just taking your driver. <laughs> now it's the case that it's all set up officially, you know, the kind of way. So it's... Yeah. Uh, you know, and you hear all about the, the, the guys who were the best at it, like Nicholson. Uh, look, the kid did nothing wrong. He's, in two, he's you know, obviously... Starstruck sees Roy McIlroy's I want his autograph like, I do we, the same thing yeah, I, we probably would as I'm well, 35 yeah. Yeah, I, I do the exact same thing <laughs> okay. I plan on doing it at the Irish Open <laughs> um, speaking of asking pro stuff the anonymous poll of tour pros was done this is oh, always yeah, good fun yeah. so a um, couple of little nuggets uh, 73% of tour pros said Dustin Johnson's leave of absence was not voluntary um, well whatever he did for the few months that he was off has done re- he's, he's done himself a lot of things yeah, what did you say yeah, his world uh, rankings jumped from like 19th to 8th since he's here from the end of last year to this yeah to right I, now so I here so we just go to the official world rankings while you while you do that yeah, uh, you there's one other great one um, the pros were asked how much would you pay each year to make one more 20 foot putt around okay so the biggest answer with 38% was, sorry, the, the most responded answer, 38% was 100k would pay. 15% of the pros uh, surveyed would pay a million dollars a year to make one more 20 foot put around. 15%. But you're talking about 15%, you probably have a, you know, yeah, probably, yeah. probably like a, a, a cool 30 million in the bank. That sh- shows how important putting is. Oh, it's, it's massive. Ev- it's everything on that. But like you're talking about those, those 15 footers, right? The, percent, mm. the make percentage of them is quite low. Yeah. Well, to, to continue with the putting team, they were asked, would you rather be the best putter on tour or the best driver? 86% of them said putter. Putter. And uh, the, what was it they call it? The loose lips quote is, that's a stupid question. The best putter always wins. So yeah, there's some interesting little ones. I wish they'd ask more questions in these polls. There are, there's only a handful of questions, and they kind of give you a taste of it. And you just want more, and more, and more, and more, and more. But going back to uh, to DJ, uh, yeah. he ended 2014 in 19th spot, and he is currently uh, number eighth in the world. So his ranking is 6.0496, and his points gained, which is the you know it's it's yeah. the difference in the points lost and points gained. So you want to keep the points lost low and the points gained high. So his is actually minus 58.72 as the points lost, which is re- really, really good for the amount of competitions that he's played. Mm. And his points gained is uh, 147 spot 8, which is, okay, it's the third highest bar McElroy and Spieth. Yeah, so, so he's hot. Right he's now. hot. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's Hansel hot. Yeah. Um, That's a Zoolander quote, just in case anyone doesn't get what I'm talking about. Sure, he's eyeing up a couple of majors. He really, he really could do with adding one of those to his CV. You know, that would really kind of propel him along. Oh yeah. Uh, looking back to last week, um, 
getting on to the nitty-gritty, we have the LPGA Tour. We have the Volunteers of North America. Volunteers of America, North Texas Shootouts, which is another short title like James has put her. Uh, those from Las, <laughs> Las Colinas Country Club in Irving, Texas. Uh, Stacey Lewis was defending, and she finished on 9-under. Was that it, the winning score? No, it was not. No, okay. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Uh, Inby Park won on 15-under, and she won by 3 from Christy Kerr on He oh, Young Park. Um, sorry, did we ever figure out, I know there was a big thing going back a few weeks ago, where James was uh, stato with regards to... The fact that it was an Asian person had won nearly every competition on the LPA. And the next week, bang, it was gone. It was someone, yeah. someone won it who wasn't. Uh, oh, okay. That was, um, that was my question. So, Inby Park uh, is actually on pretty hot form at the moment. Like, Lydia Coe's not the only superstar out there on the LPGA. She's had five top fives and two wins this season already. So, crushing it. Uh, Lydia Coe, speaking of her, she was donating all her winnings to the Nepal relief effort. And she didn't have one of her best weeks, unfortunately. She won 6K, so that's gone out to Nepal, so it's very uh, fair play to her. It was a pretty cool thing to do. The European Tour had a week off because of the match play, and which we will move on to talking about now. Woohoo! So it was, a, it was a strange one. Like, I was all for this group format, okay? And it seemed to fall flat in its face. And the primary reason I could see that it fell flat in its face because there were so many dead rubber matches on the Friday by the third round of matches. And one of the reasons for that was because in the event of a tie between two players at the top of each group, the head-to-head result between those, between those two, like the result of their match was the tiebreaker rather than them going to a playoff. And we did have what one group went to a playoff, which... Um, just three of the minutes. Brandon, yeah, Brandon Grace, Zach Johnson, and name slips on line. Brandon Grace got three. It was a really good playoff, actually. It was really exciting watching. Was it three not uh, Hoffman? Yes, Hoffman, yeah. So three of them going at it, and they were, you know, really good pars, a couple of birdies in there. Uh, it was very exciting to watch. I wish we'd had more of those playoffs, you know. So I thought the the little tweak they had on the, the head-to-head uh, match being the decider, the tiebreaker between two players was annoying. Well, what was good in another, like, the... No matter what happens, you're going to have to... It'll always happen that this will be the first time it's happened, so it has mm. to change. And I think they're following on from the European Tour, which I think that is now part and parcel of the European one now. Uh, you know, that we've got the WCGC, which is played in America, and then you've got the Dunhill, or the one that's played in, in England as well. Yes, yeah. And I think they changed... The one the Mick and one last yeah. year over Henrik Stenson, yeah. Yeah, they changed the format of that as well, that it went into the group stages. Yes. Mm. So they're all f- trying to find the best way of doing this. Now, even after this one that happened... You had people like Jordan Spieth and turning around and going, there are other ways to tweak it as well. Yeah. Um, but again, you've got the like, of what I thought was quite amusing was the fact that, uh, it was actually quite nice to see it, that uh, Thung Chai Jai D uh, was in the same group as Jim Furyk. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, I can't remember who the, the person Thung Chai Jai D was playing, but uh, Jim Furyk was actually walking around the golf course watching... Sweating the match. Sweating yeah. the match, which was actually quite nice to see that he was going to... You know, walking around with you know the general uh, population uh, watching the match, which is great. I'd say it's a horrible feeling, though. Like it's out of your hands. Somebody, yeah, it's out of your hands completely, which is probably oh, you don't like the that? worst thing. No, I don't uh, like that at all. I think no. it's great, but should they, you, the thing about it is, you know the rules before you go in. Yeah, the biggest problem is because those say those two guys are in a dead rubber match that you know, it's inconsequential. It was like whatever ten or fifteen grand in the difference, a couple of world ranking points, a couple of FedEx Cup points, nothing major at that stage. Their match for all intents and purposes doesn't really matter. It's it's just oh, a head okay, okay. So so you're rooting for a guy who's like, oh, do I really care too much? Like, like I'm not. He's not 
gunning for the win, but you need him to win. Like it's okay. Well, let's just bring it back in thinking, <clears throat> right? You've got the World Cup in soccer. Mm. Okay, you've got a group stage that people try their hardest to get into, and then you could have Ireland in a group with Macedonia, Russia, and Brazil. Okay? We'd have to get the World Cup first for that. I know, but they play play, <coughs> play along with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. play along with me, right? So all of a sudden, Ireland, you know, we're looking at, and this has happened on many occasions, that you're now shouting for the other team. Mm. You're going, come on, come on, Macedonia, just get a draw against <laughs> Russia. So Ireland qualifies through, because we never win our groups. Mm. You know, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're always relying on a match at the end to, to come good for us. So I think it's just once you get used to the format, um, it may not be the same format next year, but I think it's actually... I thought it was actually quite interesting that you got more you got more time to watch your players that you like to watch. I did I did like the fact that there were more matches this this time in this format. Uh, I mean, maybe there's some, a case we made for like points being given for half matches. Like, there's no not every match has to be played to a win. You know, in the playoffs, uh, yeah, so like it is actually dormy. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a possible. Yeah, they you, always you say that it's like dormy four, but yeah. it's not dormy four if you actually finish the match. No, exactly. Yeah, the, the match could be halved. I mean, the, the other one I like, which we, I used to play temp and bowling competitions an awful lot when I was younger, uh, not so much anymore, but when we played the match plays, we had double elimination. So uh, you can go winning all your matches, it, just straight knockout, but you can go winning all your matches all the way through to the final. If you lose one of your matches, you go into the loser's bracket and you play all your matches all the way through. And you end up having to play an extra match or two to get to the final. Um, and how you, how you could do it then is that a, the winner of the loser's bracket comes up against the winner of the winner's bracket. If the winner of the loser's bracket wins the match, they play a second match. So they have to beat the winner of the winner's bracket twice to win if they're coming from the loser's bracket. Whereas if the winner wins the first, the winner of the winner's bracket wins the first oh match. Oh my It's I'm not so a, lost. Yeah, know, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's easy to me because I've done it a few times, but it basically... <laughs> There's a way. There's a way. Okay, if anyone out there, this is a special competition. Double if anyone actually <laughs> understands what Barry just said, yeah. please tweet and let me know because I have no idea. Will will follow you on Twitter as a. Prize. I'll follow you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah that's if, your prize. If, if you follow back. Yeah. And yeah. um, look, there's they, they they need to do a little bit of tweaking to the format, I think. And I mean, this is this all comes down to their scripting thing. They want the superstars in the round of sixteen playing against each other. You can't manipulate that. The only way you can do it is to say, right, our match play tournament is now, we're inviting the top 16 to play against each other. And that's the only way you get those guys to play against each other because it just doesn't happen. Like, it's not football. You know, it's golf and it's 18 holes and these guys are all great. They can all beat each other. And we saw, like, you know, what was it, five of the top 16 seeds, I think, only got through yeah. to the top, the round of 16. Only two of the top 10. In the world, made it through. There you go. Like you just can't force it through. It's not as it's not as easy, or it's not, it doesn't happen as straightforward as a football match does. But it's know? not even that. You're talking about a different format. You're talking yeah. about strokes compared to match play. Yeah, match I mean, play is a different animal. Yeah, I don't like the suggestion of having like a strokes qualifier for to get through to the knockout stages and then play the knockout stages in match play. You're there for a week in match play. You play match play. You don't play. We have enough strokes events throughout the year. This is match play. It's a match play. Yeah, you know? and like the whole thing about it is they always turn around and say that. The Europeans have a better history of playing match play, you know, because of the fact that they're brought up in mm. their, you know, which is true, you know, the kind of way, like we're brought up as amateurs playing match play, yeah. you know, it's always the formats that we play in, but that shouldn't be the Europeans um, fall down, you know, the Americans can't tailor their competitions to, to suit their yeah, golfers. Yeah, or to suit, yeah, to suit what golfers they want to manipulate into the round of 16 with yeah. the TV coverage and... I mean, speaking of TV coverage, they made some cock-ups this week on, like, you know, McElroy-Casey match running out of light. 
Because well, they want the two lads, they, they left far too much time in the middle. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, it's just just to try to get into prime time TV. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's golf. It's not like it has a starting whistle and an ending whistle it's like a football match. Match yeah. isn't always 18 holes. Yeah, exactly. So that was that was a big cock up. Um, too much, too much. But I think it worked out okay because it was like of the four people who were left in the semifinals, two Americans, two Europeans. And then one American through it still had the although I think a lot of people were gunning for McElroy and Spieth, Mm. Westwood played out of his skin to beat Spieth. Yeah, there was a brilliant match. Oh like there was moments where you just thought Spieth was dead and buried all of a sudden then there was one point on the sixteenth where I think he chipped in. Speeth chipped in yeah. about 15 foot short of the green. Oh, yeah. And then, and then like, uh, Westwood, 17, rolled, Westwood, rolled. Westwood, what, drove it right at 17, or left at 17, kind of thinned it out of the bunker across. So it was 14. Was it 14 he did that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry. No. no, it was 17. Then he, then he duffed a chip, and then he chipped in chipped for his Chipped in par. for par. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a really dramatic game. Uh, very enjoyable to watch. There were, there were a few of those, but I think there were a lot more kind of dead matches from this well McElroy seemed to ignite uh, as you as we talked about the stats before and you have stats there yes, don't you I do yeah courtesy thanks to Ryan Lavener the golf channel put these all together uh, hot tip to Ryan so McElroy seemed to just come alive when he needed to he trailed in three of his last four matches when he stood on the 16th tee and he played the rest of those matches in a combined nine under uh, I think the best ones like were against Billy Horschel you know he's two down three to play um, he fires off three birdies in a row, push it, goes to extra holes and wins on the 20th hole. Um, against Jim Furyk, I mean, this was just sensational. He went birdie, birdie, eagle to, to win one up against Jim. Like, Jim looked like half that on lockdown and Rory just goes, nope, not happening. I'm the number one player in the world. Stands up and just does his thing. Like, that was, that was really Tiger-esque. That was Sunday afternoon, afternoon, wasn't it? Uh, against Jim Furyk. Yeah. That was in the yeah, semi-final. So it was yes. Sunday afternoon. For right? us, it was Sunday afternoon, but yeah, it was Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. So I remember I was sitting here. I played in the golf club. I played a good mm. few holes, and my always plan was the fact that I was going to set the TV to record so I could come home and skip through all the ads and oh, just yeah. watch the golf. Brilliant. So um, I was lying on the couch here on Sunday evening, and of course I get a text message from one of the lads in the golf club, going, "Oh, I don't even watch. I don't even want to watch the final now. The McElroy's out." Oh, he might. He did it. He did it yeah, properly. He, he bustled me big That's time. That's nice. Because <laughs> then I was kind of going, I turn up, I send him back a message going, oh, you dick. It's not fair. You know, the kind of way. Yeah. And, and he went, oh, oh, I thought you'd be caught up at this stage. He was completely playing me. Brilliant. And then you're kind of going to yourself going, oh, maybe he's only messing with me. Maybe he, because he knew I was recording it and whatnot. So I was completely mind wiped. Yeah, and all of a sudden, McElroy, like he was getting it level, then Furyk was back one up, and I was kind of going, maybe he did lose. It's very good. That's a good oh, text message to get, though. Very clever. Very clever. Very clever. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> I think any time you're doing the um, watching sport on delay, you just put that phone in airplane mode. Just go complete radio silence. Yeah. Yeah, lock the door, uh, everything blinkers, the works. Oh, it's not good when you get those messages or WhatsApps or stuff like that. and Everyone's on the group. Yeah, yeah. you just got to shut them down. Just shut them down. Yeah. You know, leave them alone. But I, to, to finalise it, I really enjoyed the seven days of golf. So five days, five, excuse me, five days, five days of golf. Seven rounds. Seven rounds. I, uh, per, I Presumably, I liked it a little bit more because of the fact that obviously I still have a, a massive man crush for McElroy. So for me, I may have lost a little bit of interest if McElroy had gone out. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I was very excited about the K- Paul Casey coming back into 
to great form. Very unfortunate about him getting the bout of sickness. Yeah, uh, the night before the match, which is bit very of food lovely. poisoning. Bit of food poisoning. We we didn't see this on TV, but you hear reports of afters. He was off into the bushes and toilets every few minutes, just, yeah. just hurled. But when he turned around, even he hit two fantastic shots um, to the first hole, which was their twenty second hole. Mm. A lovely drive down the middle. You could see he was so weak, but it was straight down the middle of the green. Uh, the second shot was straight just over the green and he when he duffed his third shot and he just barely made, you know he was in for a five or whatever um, he, he was talking to uh, the commentator afterwards and he was like how are you feeling now and he goes he said I actually I thought I was feeling okay until I actually had to look down at the ball for my chip and he said I started feeling sick yeah. even looking at the ball I was feeling nausea that's so unlucky it really is yeah. he was playing some marvellous golf yeah then there was other players like Matsuyama great to see him playing so well he won his group 3-0 but he came up against McElroy and I think he got McElroy. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the, the intimidation factor. I think maybe. Like yeah. McElroy doesn't seem to be that intimidating. I think it he I think Matsuyama maybe bustled himself a little bit. Could be, could be. You know, as in, oh my god, I'm playing the number one in the world. He's still at that level where he's not up there yet. Mm. But um it was great to see Danny Willis, Tommy Fleetwood, you know, all these guys come They both through. played fantastically well. And Big time. there's, I mean, that's a great shining example of all the match play experience they have as as young golfers Amateurs. in the British Isles, you know, yeah. just the amount of match play we play. And these are um, young guys coming through to take over to play in the Ryder Cup and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that Danny, uh, Rory aside, I thought Danny Wilt's performance this week was the most impressive to me. It was really great to see him oh, yeah. uh, go so well. And his back held up, which is good. He's, he's had ongoing back troubles for many years now, but... He has earned himself a special temporary exemption for the PGA Tour, so That's he great. can accept as many um, sponsors' invites as possible. And if he, you know, in playing those events, he finished in the top 125 in the FedEx Cup standings, he gets a tour card for next year in the PGA yeah. Tour. So uh, all is Rosie and Danny Willett's world at the moment. But Jimenez and Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Are we too soon? Can we no, talk no, about no, this? No, 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 let's go for it. It was. Hilarious! This was so much more exciting than Pacquiao, the Mayweather, Mayweather Pacquiao fight. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, oh god! Okay, everybody knows about this, but this is just wonderful. His Bradley's caddy is just seems to be one of those people that kind of jabs and pokes at people to try kind of incite stuff. He just seems yeah. to have this aura about him, and th- apparently this isn't the first time he just kind of sticks his nose into things. And um, it was brilliant. I mean, Jimenez didn't even flinch when Bradley squared up to him, just like. So funny, so funny. But like, it's like one of those scenarios where you're not standing outside a nightclub at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. and where someone's holding a, like a let's say a, a dangerous weapon or something like that. <laughs> this is on the golf course. Like, if you backed back, you're a wimp, right? Because if you didn't back back, there's nothing that can actually happen. No, like no. if he tries to hit you, he's banned. From, yeah. It's like Happy Gilmore. You know they're kind of like, like there'll be someone fighting going Bob, fighting Bob Barker. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Come here, Happy. Another legend. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just see the him. price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but you could totally just see him and Jimenez do the same to him, like just smashing a oh, bottle yeah. of milk over his head. Well, see, or that's something. the thing. It was like one of those. It was it was like a, a western standoff. Like you know, yeah. uh, neither guy wanted to back down. They were both right for what was going on in the in the scenario. It was just Jimenez was more entitled to question. The drop because it was in a match. Yeah, you know if they were playing obviously single strokes, Jimenez. It's you nothing, probably wouldn't it's, care. Well, well, Jimenez, it's nothing really to do no. with him unless, of course, they're coming down the the, the back nine on the Sunday. Mm. You know, but uh, he was he was quite entitled to go over and ask the questions. I think there was just a breakdown in communication between the two of them, where something had actually happened before Jimenez had come over, which actually there had been a previous drop. There was a yeah. previous drop and all this kind of stuff, which Jimenez didn't see, 
and they couldn't get it across to him. But just that couple of moments, and then it went on and on. And I believe there was still stuff going on. I went to the locker room, and yeah, the, the other players, were, and Russell, I think Russell Henley said it was in there. Was it him or Simpson was in having a shower, and he said there was just this um, unbelievable commotion in the change rooms. Yeah. Bradley was, I think he was in his car, in the car park, the reporters there, Bradley was getting his shit together in the car for a while, came out to talk to them and goes, no, and closes the door back into the car, and he comes out and talks again. But see, this just goes to show, this was a dead duck match that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just goes to show how much they wanted to still win. Do you know what? I have a little theory. That Jimenez is a, he's a smart man, he's a wild yellow campaigner. I think this may, no, I think this may have been a tactic, and it, it was just, it, it, clearly worked I mean Bradley was infuriated yeah but Bradley was infuriated on Thursday Bradley lost his first match then he lost his second match at one stage on Thursday I saw him and he was throwing clubs all over the place so Jimenez was just like obviously was just the tip of well I suppose the tip of you know it was there you go thank (laughs) you very much but he was already infuriated like his game wasn't going well he knew his game wasn't going well so, as far as he was concerned, you know, nothing was going well. Yeah, so, so he was man, lashing out. He was, was lashing out at anyone. It was, uh, it was, it was hilarious. It really was. I'm sure. I wonder if there's any memes on the internet about the two of them, like Jimenez versus Bradley. Like, oh, well, there's it just, it just adds, it just adds to the legend of Jimenez. Though he oh, is brilliant. He's awesome. I'd love to see. You know, the way they come out with these songs. You know where they have the people. Is that what a meme is? No. Yeah, the, the, you know, the picture where you know people write their words on the picture. Oh yeah, no, no. This is where you know they sometimes some some very clever people um, put up videos of songs. Yes. Some music in the background, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like him and I is going, "You can't drop the ball there." Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Bradley going, "Shut up." The, uh, yeah, Chris from No Laying Up had a great tweet. He's like, you know, Jimenez versus Brady. He goes, you know, Jimenez walks onto the course cue like the wrestling music or something like that. You know, very good stuff. <laughs> um, okay, moving quickly on to next week because we do have Steve Bamford um, a re- recording Steve sent us because he couldn't make this late recording time great. of all his thoughts and picks on the Players' Championships. But quickly before that, the Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open is taking place on the European Tour. It's the first tri-sanctioned event between the European, Asian, and Sunshine tours. Great. Um, look, it's it's not a great field. Let's be honest about it. It's a re- it's a pretty low quality field. Um, all the good, all the big guys are the players, yes. you know. So, just the top five in the betting on Paddy Bauer. George Kutsay is nine to one. After Barnrat's twelve to one. As is Thomas Bjorn. Thomas Aikens twenty to one. Scott Hens twenty to one. And Torbjörn. Torbjorn Olison is twenty five to one and twenty eight to one and out the rest. Um, look for these guys who play the you know Asian and Sunshine tours. They get you know they get a chance to win you know to enter a European tour event and win a European tour card for the year. So of course, it's great for them. Um, the yeah the course looks nice enough. It's gonna be it's gonna be a birdie fest apparently. It's um, supposed to be just supposed a magnificent to be. venue. Yeah yeah it looks great. I mean naturally hilly you know kind of sandwich between the mountains and the 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 Indian Ocean. Yes. Oh. Yeah go for it. Indian yeah. Ocean. Let's Ge- that. Geography yeah. winning. Um, so yeah hopefully. And look, it's not too far off our timeline either here in Europe, so we can actually see some live golf rather than waking up in the morning and it being pretty much over, you know, if it was on over in China, so. Because uh, we've got the American golf to, you know. To the evening time, well. yeah, so yeah. We're, it's slowly, you know, the European tour is slowly working its way back towards Europe again. Yes. The Irish Open is only a few weeks away. Woo-hoo. So look, there's, there's no point in us butchering the um, preview on players. the players because we have uh, the professional uh, to join us is Steve Vanford. 
we will just I'll just run through the odds quickly. Um, for the market leaders, we Rory at seven to one, Speed at fifteen to two, Stenson eighteen to one, Rose twenty to one, Jason Day twenty five to one, Jim Furyk twenty five to one, Sergio Garcia twenty eight to one, and uh, thirty and out for the rest of the field. Um, loads of good offers. Steve has a few offers from the bookies in his piece, which we are going to play for you right now. Hello, Barry. Hello, Will. And hello, uh, a good talk spoiled listeners. It's Steve Bamford here from Golf Betting System. It's a terrible shame I can't do a live feed into the guys today, but uh, a five-month-old child and his uh, his uh, bedtime stories and the like preclude me from doing that. But I'm going to quickly take you guys through the Players' Championship, the fifth major as it's annoyingly known over in the United States. Yes, guys, there's only four major championships. I know that you've got three, so why do you need a fourth? That's the question I've got. But the Players' Championship, TPC Sawgrass, the stadium course, a Pete Dye design, 7,200 yard, par 72. You hear those kind of numbers, you think, Uh, quite short for a par 72. It must be the kind of course that they can take apart. But the fact of the matter is, the Players' Championship, this is the PGA Tour's main event of the year. It's the one they organise. They own the golf course. And they love the winner of this tournament. Uh, The winner gets a five-year, yes, a five-year exemption on the PGA Tour. They also get three-year exemptions to the Masters, the US Open, and the Open Championship. It's certainly well worth winning. And the actual um, the actual list of winners is... Uh, it's it's a, it's an interesting list, I'll say that. I'll go back to uh, 2007. Phil Mickelson. Uh, that, this was when the tournament actually... It used to be played in March before Augusta. Now, of course, it's played in May afterwards. And the match play being moved to last week, that's the first time that's ever happened. So the match play affecting the result this week, I think that's something that could actually happen. But I'm taking a positive view on it rather than a negative view. But uh, Phil Mixon in 2007, he shot 11 under. Sergio Garcia in extremely windy conditions in 2008 at 5 under. Uh, Henrik Stenson 6 under in 2009. And since then, the scoring's got a lot easier. There was a redesign around this kind of time by Pete Dye. He actually, redi- uh, that's rubbish. I forget about that. He didn't. He redesigned it in 2006. So... Uh, Tim Clark, 16 under in 2010. KJ Choi in 2011, 13 under. Matt Kuchar in 2012, 13 under. Tiger Woods in 2013, 13 under. And you've guessed it, Martin Keimer, 2014, 13 under. And that's the whole point about the stadium course at TPC Sawgrass. It's one of the most... Um, iconic golf courses in the world, but it's also one of the most controllable golf courses in the world. The rough is around about two and a half inches in uh, depth, so, you know, there's plenty of rough there. When you go into the rough, it's one of the hardest courses then to get close to the hole. So, effectively, and if you look at the history and the trends of previous winners, you've got to hit not only greens... But you've got to hit fairways. And that really means that players of the ilk of Dustin Johnson, players of the ilk of Bubba Watson struggle around here. Players, you know, you could stretch that out to 
you know, there's a lot of inaccurate golfers off the tee out there, potentially players like Ricky Fowler who's struggling a little bit off the tee, JB Holmes. If you're not hitting fairways, you are going to struggle this week. That is the fact of the matter. You might be able to get a top five, you might be able to get a top ten, but you're not going to win the golf tournament. It's metronomic around here. It's all about hitting as many fairways as possible, hitting as many greens as possible. Twelve of the 18 holes have water in play, seriously in play. And on top of that, the Bermuda grass greens are very, very, very fast this year. Last year, you may remember the greens. There was a lot of water before the event. The course played relatively soft. But this week, expect firm and fast conditions, 12 and a half on the stint, which is far, as firm, pretty much as firm as Bermuda grass greens go. I know East Lake. If they've had a dry August, plays extremely fast stint-wise. And the same can be said for TPC Sawgrass. There is a very close link also to uh, to Eastlake, uh, the Tour Championship venue, as in that both, uh, both uh, the courses share Mini Verdi Bermuda grass greens. Those kind of greens are also located at TPC Louisiana, the home of the Zurich Classic a couple of weeks ago, where Justin Rose won, and Rose has got to be a bit of a favourite. I'm going to take you quickly through what the statistics say about this tournament. Uh, let me get it up on my screen. We run a predictor at golf betting system. Uh, it's basically free of charge. We throw a load of statistics into a model, and it comes out with tailor-made predictions. So, you know, taking a field this week of 144, it's very, very useful to bring a big tournament field down to a smaller manageable amount of players if you like I'll take you through the top 5 of the predictor model uh, 5 is Sergio Garcia fantastic record here, 33-1 to 1 with William Hill, 4 is Zach Johnson 50-1 to 1 with Skybet uh, Skybet interestingly this week have gone 7 places each way for existing and new customers 3 Henrik Stenson a winner here back in 2009 22-1 with Coral 3 Jim Furyk 25-1 to 1 with Paddy Power at 2 and Rory McIlroy 7-1 to 1 at uh, 888 Sport at number 1 in the predictor model so McIlroy, Furyk, Stenson, Zach Johnson Sergio Garcia that is my published predictor model this week. Okay, things you need to know about the tournament. Well, I've kind of taken you through the course, peak die design. If you're looking for other peak designs, um, look no further than Harbour Town Golf Links. Uh, they played that a few weeks ago. Also, TPC Louisiana is another die golf course. Going way back, Whistling Straits, which is the home of the PGA Championship this year, but also back in 2010. That was a peak die design. So was Crooked Stick. Uh, which I think, yeah, McElroy won there the BMW Championship in 2012. He also won the 2012 PGA Championship at Kia, uh, the tw- uh, was it 2012? Yeah, 2012 PGA Championship at Kia Island. Another Pete Dye design. So you kind of see where I'm heading with this, guys, don't you? You kind of see where I'm heading. If you're looking for a player who plays well when he's got momentum and confidence, if you're looking for a player that has got now a Habitual habit of going back-to-back winning tournaments. Think of last year, the Open Championship. He had a week off at his Florida home. He turns up at Akron for the World Golf Championship, Bridgestone Invitational. He wins that, breaking Sergio Garcia's heart in the in the uh, in the in the actual uh, winning of that tournament. And the week after that, he goes to Valhalla and wins the PGA Championship. He can go back-to-back. It's something he does. He didn't like TPC. 
uh, saw grass when he first went there. Three missed cuts on the trot, and I think people still bear that in mind. But actually, 2013, he finished eighth. 20, uh, 20, uh, 13, he finished 8th, and last year, 2014, he finished 6th, and that's the whole point. He's got his head around the course. He knows, and he's, he's admitted it in um, in uh, actual interviews here. He found it frustrating at first, but now he's got into the habit that he has to take a three-wooder on the tee. He has to find fairways. He can then attack the golf course. It was notable closing last year's tournament. He finished with a 66. For me, and I know this sounds... Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually think the price is fairly good this week. I'm going four points to win uh, on Rory McIlroy this week. Now, that four points is available at seven to one generally. If you fancy a bit of 15 to two, that's available enhanced win only at Stan James. Why you wouldn't do that, I don't know. So enhanced win only 15 to two Rory McIlroy. I think he's going to have a humdinger of a head-to-head this week, potentially with Jordan Spieth, and they're playing in the same group. I'm also looking at the weather. I've told you it's firm and fast. The weather actually looks really placid. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, wind is going to be a light breeze. It won't be a factor. But Friday, uh, Thursday does look like it'll be a factor. And looking from uh, my desk here in, in sunny Hertfordshire, it looks like that there's going to be a definite bias towards morning starters on Thursday. Now, we know to win this golf tournament, you've got to start fast. Listen to this. Kuchar was sixth after the first round. Tiger Woods fourth. Martin Kahn last year was first after the first round. You've got to be up with a pace. We know that Rory McIlroy starts fast. He's got an early morning draw with Jordan Spieth, who he's playing for in the first two rounds. He's going to be motivated. And top that off. People are talking about him being tired. Yeah, and I can see that. I can certainly see that for Jim Furyk, who's 44 years of age. He's played three tournaments now in four weeks, and he won a couple of weeks ago. That's a lot of effort for a guy of Jim Furyk's ilk. Uh, Rory Macron, on the other hand, when he won the... Uh, he was second in the World Match Play back in 2012, and the week after, flew across to Florida, played the Honda Classic at PGA National, another tough Florida golf course, won the golf tournament. Don't let that... For me, that isn't a reason not to select Rory McIlroy this week. So I'm going four points. Enhanced win only, 15-2 to two with Stan James. Next up, I'm going Lee Westwood, a point each way, 50-1 to one with Coral. I'm also going Zach Johnson, a point each way, 50-1 to one with Skybet, seven places each way. Then if you're looking for a longer shot, for me, I can't believe the guy's this price, but there you go. He's having trouble with the short putter. That's a little bit of a... A, t- a tease for you. Webb Simpson, half a point each away, 125 to 1 with Bet Fred. Simpson, he's a major winner, this guy. He plays well on technical golf courses. He has a top 20 at TPC Sawgrass, which is what you need looking back at previous winners here. He's hitting plenty of fairways at the moment. He's hitting plenty of greens. He's got a morning start on Thursday. Just have a sneaky feeling that Webb, Webb Simpson, uh, who finished, he, he didn't he, finished two out of, uh, he won two out of his three matches last week over at TPC Harding Park. I just think Simpson's got a good, big tournament in him. He was 7th at Doral a few weeks ago as well. With the short putter, he's putting better on Bermuda grass greens than Bent at the moment. So I think Webb Simpson, half a point each way, 125 to 1, is a good crack. Uh, Zach Johnson, well, it doesn't really need to be explained. He's he's finished second here in the past. I think he was eighth here on his debut year, way back in 2005. He, like Simpson, fits the pattern. A lot of winners here, KJ Choi, Matt Kuchar, Martin Keimer, they've gone for a long period of time. I mean, Tim Clark had never even won on the PGA Tour without winning a big tournament. Uh, 
and and that fits with Zach Johnson. In fact, it fits with Webb Simpson. It also fits with Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood again. He he was the conqueror, the slayer of Jordan Speed last week. The week before that, he won the Indonesian Open. He's got three top eight finishes here from his last four appearances. He's got a, a very very early start on Thursday. He likes to start quickly here. I just think that uh, Lee Westwood, a point each way at 50 to 1 with Coral, I just think that's a very, very good bet this week. So um, I am going McElroy, Westwood, Zach Johnson, Webb Simpson, and just for a bit of fun, uh, first round leader Ben Martin, half a point each way, first round leader, 125 to 1 with bet 365. Come to Golf Betting System, just type that into your uh, into your Google or Bing browser, or, or golf betting tips, you will find us at Golf Betting System. Paul Williams also runs through the Mauritius Open on the European Tour this week. So, just a couple more things to highlight before I go around the Players' Championship. If you're looking for a new account opening offer, two really spring to mind for me, all available via Golf Betting System. 888 Sport, you can triple the odds of any player in this week's players' field. So, 7-1 to one, Rory McIlroy becomes 21-1. to one. Jordan Spieth at 8 with 888 becomes 24 to 1. That's a very tempting offer with 888 Sport. I know that a lot of you guys opened up accounts with at the Masters using exactly the same functionality and scored heavily on Jordan Spieth. On top of that, Betway are going 10 to 1, uh, sorry, 10 to 1. Betway are going 5 to 1 if you open up a new account for a top 10 finish with Rory McIlroy. So that's 5 to 1. Open a new account with Betway, you'll get 5 to 1, a top 10 finish with Rory McIlroy. That seems to me like printing money right now. So, seven places each way with Skybet. Those are the three deals really to watch out for this week, the Players' Championship. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure as always. I will be back on a good talk spoiled with the US Open in July. Thanks for uh, listening, and I bid you all a good Players' Championship. Goodbye. Brilliant stuff there from Steve. Thanks a million. Yeah, uh, hi, Steve. Steve is... Uh, people can see... Find them on golfbettingsystem.co.uk and Steve's on Twitter, at Bamford Golf. Um, some interesting selections there. Uh, thinking, you know, Rory's going to keep the hot hand going. He's proven he can do it before. Him. Absolutely. Just, he looks, gets on a run, you know. Yeah. Lee Westwood playing superb, won there in Indonesia two, three weeks ago. Zach Johnson um, has a great record at Sawgrass. Um, and he has that short, well, I, I know it's terrible to say, for us to say short, but like he has that short, accurate game of golf yes. in the pro yeah. tour. Well, you don't need a long game here in um, Sawgrass. And, you know, Rory's kind of figured that out over the last couple of years. He's played there, you know, got two top tens. And, yeah. you know, you don't need to take driver whenever Three woods. Three woods, irons, put it in play. You know, when you can hit your three wood 280 yards. Yeah, yeah. well, that's when he's choked down or he's three quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Webb Simpson uh, is another one of those. Yeah, interesting pick there for Webb Simpson. Won a US Open on a very tight course and broke my heart because I had a huge win on, Mac- on Harrington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Harrington kind of uh, failed to grab the opportunity there and that. My picks for this week, I have Westwood as well, and I'm also backing Ricky Fowler and Bill Haas, who I got at a ridiculous 170 to 1 on Betfair. Uh, sorry, 170 on Betfair. He was also the most underrated player on tour in that anonymous poll, which. Uh, really? Yeah, so maybe, I don't know whether who? that. Bill Haas. Oh, who? Yeah. <laughs> who are you going for, Will? Uh, well, again, like. 
yeah, as you said, it's the underrated. You know, McElroy has to be a good pick. You know, mm. seven to one. You know, he's a solid golfer at the moment. He's playing great. Number one in the world. You can't go against him. But for an each way bet, because Paddy Power playing one to six, yes, I would uh, have a look at Danny Willett. Keeping the hot hand going, yeah. Well, I just ride, the, like ride, form. ride the wave of success. Yeah, and because of the because he's an up and coming golfer, that's mm. when the 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 success will stay there. You know, the kind of way it's not like someone who's been around like Jim Furyk, who knows the ups and downs. Yeah, this is a guy who's only on the way up, so and everything's going in his favor. Was only beaten once last week, so I mean, the confidence is sky high at the moment. Now he hasn't had a win on the PGA Tour mm. or anything. He hasn't had a, a proper win yet, but it's uh, it's coming. Cool, good stuff. Well, look, thanks a million to Steve. Uh, yeah, thanks thanks Steve. a million, Will. Uh, it was good chat. Probably the fun. most relaxed uh, podcast we've ever done, both sitting on couches here. Yeah, it's great. Um, Eating buns and <laughs> ginger nut biscuits. <laughs> we'll have to have one uh, with a few beers some night. Uh, yeah. It'll be good fun. So, well, thanks a million to all the listeners for tuning in, and we will catch you all next week. <laughs>